Hey, y'all. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Southern Spicy, Spicy Life. Life. It's our Halloween episode. Yes. I'm Ginger. And I'm Cinnamon. And we're fixing to get in it. Yes. Halloween in Arkansas. That's our appetizer to this morning. I, I'm excited. Yeah. Because um, it's the most wonderful time of the year. Because <laughs> um, it's Halloween. Of, what is it? Hollow thanks to Christmas? I don't know. You I, know when they put it all together? <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. all the holidays were It's together. holiday season. It's holiday season. I mean, I like when people call it spooky season. I think I used to get a bigger kick out of Halloween than I, I think now I'm just tired. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, this can't the, be the same uh, daylight savings time that my parents had because uh, how did they do all the stuff that they did? I know because right. I'm like barely, I mean, I do have something set up set up outside and usually every year I'm like, fuck yeah, Halloween. I almost said something to you about that too because I was like, what in the KKK is... <laughs> Y'all, she has these white ghosts hanging. (laughs) I I made them (laughs) years ago. Mm -mm. Years ago. I do have a graveyard set up in my front yard, but it's because we cut down a tree and there was a huge dead patch of like no grass. (laughs) And you don't want to be those neighbors. So the graveyard stays all Halathanka Christmas. <laughs> I'm just, just gonna put some Christmas lights yeah, on it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. appropriate. Um, okay, so we were gonna talk about um, Halloween contrast between both of us growing up, yeah. and I guess now because I will tell you my Halloween experience now is way different than I was a mm-hmm. kid. So you want me to give a sort of view of mine, and then you sure. got you got a deep contrast. Of course, always going deep. <laughs> Okay, so I we this is a Southern Progressive podcast, so yes. we like to make the comparison here. I grew up in the middle of nowhere, y'all. I went from where I lived near you mm-hmm. in the middle of nowhere to another <laughs> place yes. in the middle of nowhere somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So I do not remember. My mom always decorated, and she got super excited about it, but we didn't trick-or-treat. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I did when I was a little bitty, um, but we didn't trick-or-treat when I moved up there, and I didn't do anything Halloween-y. Mm. So it's not like we didn't celebrate it. We just didn't do anything. But when my daughter, when I got, you know, when I started being old enough to do stuff, all out, we're always trick-or-treating. Yep. I like to dress up every year and hand out candy in my neighborhood, mm-hmm. like try to make it a big deal. This year, I told you I'm tired, so it's <laughs> not as good, <laughs> but I still am going to dress up. So, And mine is different because um, my birthday is this month, so is my mother's. But shout out to us. I'm a Scorpio, though. Um, my birthday is this month, and it's around Halloween, so I always took October as being synonymous with my birthday. Mm-hmm. I thought people were decorating for me, because my mom would use my birthday as an excuse to for people to get good wear out of their kids' Halloween costume. Uh-huh. But in my household, because um, traditionally strict Christian, um, we did not celebrate Halloween. Uh-huh. We had hallelujah church parties, and there was like a heaven or hell where you had like ice cream and stuff on top, and it was pleasant and all this kind of stuff. And then downstairs it would be hell. Uh-huh. And it would be synonymous with like hot foods, like chili, and yeah. like um, it would be at our church in our hometown. Um, but that is my Halloween experience: is not to celebrate Halloween because it's the Devil's Day. Yeah. So I was like, but my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> So what do you think oh, about me? Yeah. So, um, but as an adult now, I get more excited about the time. Of course, the Nightmare Before Christmas, Hocus Pocus, all the like Halloween movies. I get excited about the time, but I'm 
I'm concerned because I'm not a parent and I see some of the changes that have had to be made in like communities where kids can't go trick-or-treating this mm-hmm. human trafficking like we're adults now so now we have to wear it yeah so yeah, like, like the big uh, picture yeah and then yeah. I I noticed that like a couple years ago a lot of people were criticizing older children for wanting to go trick-or-treating yeah. and I hated that because a lot of people don't get to experience I didn't go trick-or-treating until I was able to drive and I was 16 years old that was yeah. my first time trick-or-treating so I remember being an older child wanting to still enjoy those experiences, mm-hmm. going to the rich neighborhoods mm-hmm. and trick-or-treating. Now they do like trunk-or-treat. The other thing that I noticed is um, they're, um, I don't think, it, I think it's the teal pumpkins or the blue pumpkins. Yeah. Like if you see an a, a older child with a different color treat bag, uh-huh. it's a sign that they might have autism uh-huh. or they might be on the spectrum. So don't criticize because you don't know. We're just dealing with a different time frame. So like yeah. Halloween for me is different. I want We're trying to make it more all inclusive yeah. so people don't feel so left yeah. out about different things, especially like kids with food allergies yes. now and stuff like that. Like <laughs> what happened to us? <laughs> we became soft. I no, I'm just kidding. I don't we know. The, okay. So I'm gonna ask you what's your favorite Halloween candy? Um, I don't necessarily know that it's Halloween candy. I like candy. So <laughs> I just like I like when I get well, when I get um, those days are over that I got to pick through my, my daughter's Halloween bag. Mm-hmm. Like three years ago, she started to notice and she was like, where's all, where's all my good candy going? So I just like the chocolate candy. I'm not I don't like candy corn. I think it's gross. Um, and I, I don't know. Is there other Halloween candy besides candy corn? Well, see, I just had Trader Joe's, which we're getting yeah. by the end of probably the season. I can't believe that. I know they have stuff on the shelves. I went and stalked it on the um, we're getting a Trader Joe's in Little Rock, y'all. Uh huh. Old I, Toys R Us? The Old Toys R Us on Chanel. Yeah. I went and looked because my client, she just came back from Texas, and she brought me some Trader Joe's candy corn popcorn. <laughs> oh, I what would try diet? it. I oh would my, try it. Yes, it's so good. Yeah. So I'm not a candy corn eater per se, but I like I like the look of candy corn. Uh-huh. And I used to like, don't judge me, y'all. Y'all remember the, the peanut butter flavored candy? It was like a taffy in the... Orange, crunchy. Mm-mm. It's in the orange or black paper, and the paper was kind of like wax paper, and it tastes like peanut butter. That's one of my. But favorite. it wasn't crunchy. No, it was soft, like uh, a, a laffy taffy. Yeah, I kind of think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's like the candy that nobody yeah. wants to eat. And I'm yeah, like, I was fixing to say the, the candy that you're pissed when you open up your. Bag That's the candy day. my mom would leave us though. <laughs> Yes, because if you're smart parents, you're stealing the good candy out of your kids' buckets, <laughs> yes. so they don't know. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I live in an apartment, so it's not like I'm going to decorate or anything like that. Yeah. And plus, I'm never at home. Yeah, and you spend because I'm in a neighborhood, and this is like one of the good trick or treat neighborhoods mm-hmm. because people decorate and people go all out on candy. Mm-hmm. Y'all, it's the peer pressure to spend two hundred damn dollars on candy every year. See, and I'm a grown up. Lots now. of candy. I'm a grown up now. I'm always that person at uh, Walmart the next morning after they put the candy on sale because I'm eating that candy. I'm not, but I am looking for the good deals. So if anybody has any good deals, like Kroger will do like a buy one, get one free Ooh, when it gets yes. close to Halloween and stuff like that. But I do like to give good candy. Yes. So um, so that's nice how it's a progression. You used to. I was going to ask you, Loki, though, did you like going down to hell at church because the food was better? Um. I just thought it was a big birthday party for myself, so I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I feel like they're giving kids a wrong message. It's like hell. It's so bad, but it's not that bad. It's not that the bad. The food is the food is good. It's good food down here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so I did want to say just because we like to keep up with the local scene. Yeah. Um, now I appreciate since I live right outside of Little Rock, where a lot of stuff is happening. 
but um, all the things to do. Now there's ghost tours, mm. which is super cool, which I get scared too easy and I'm probably never going to go on one, but maybe. Um, <laughs> there's a walking ghost tour mm-hmm. in Hot Springs year round. Mm. Um, so you just have to show up at the little meeting point there on the main central avenue at eight o'clock or whatever. And he like walks people around and tells local stuff that happen in like buildings that are haunted and all that kind of stuff. So that's super cool. But Argenta is doing them now, like graveyard tours and stuff like that. Mm. So that happens in, um, I bet the dead people are like, <laughs> <laughs> damn it. We hate Halloween. <laughs> um, so, but then the Cal's Ron Robinson theater, mm. you've been there before, right? Yes. Yes. Love that theater. Last week. Love that theater and Halloween. Um, they always play Halloween movies. They always play Hocus Pocus. Love it. Um, and then this year they're doing Rocky Horror Picture Show, Love which it. I've never seen. So what? I should go. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then they're doing Hitchcock Toberfest. So they're doing a bunch of like Alfred Hitchcock movies and good. stuff. But they're always playing really good movies and they always usually have a theme. So yeah. I think that's neat to check and, out. And the fair is next week. I forgot that too. Like yeah. it's, it's hollow, not Halloween, but I always, that's always the number. It comes right before. Right yeah, before yeah. Halloween. Yeah. yeah. Um, have you ever done a corn maze? Yes. Where at? Do you remember? Uh, we have some great corn mazes and, and like pumpkin patches sort I, of things. I think I've been to one, but it was in Kentucky. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, I've only been to like a kind of a rinky-dink one a long time ago, but the one we usually go to is because my parents live out that way, is in Augusta at Peebles Farm. Okay. Um, but they always do a huge one, like it takes you hours to get through. And sometimes it gives maps and sometimes they don't. <laughs> but at this point, they got like a freaking hot chocolate truck out there yes. and you can go pick out your pumpkins and there's all sorts of like fun things. You can just go stuff. and like hang out. Yes. And like they, you've got food to eat and stuff to drink and so much fun. So mm-hmm. if you're in Arkansas around October, do something. Yes. It's nice fun to do. It's finally nice weather, though. Yes. I mean, not like nice as in not mosquitoes <laughs> and hot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's getting fallish out there. Yes. So that's fun. It's beautiful. Okay. So meat and potatoes. And here's where it's get, getting Hold real. On, pause, yeah. I heard her just sigh because we always like start light and airy and then we like dive really deep and like gut punch our emotions. Yeah. So this is check, check it in time. Yes. Um, take a deep breath. Lay down for your dinner. Okay, so we have still not necessarily unveiled what we do for professions, okay? But we do work with public. Yes. So this is a topic that is going to hit people both publicly and personally. I'm not going to say hopefully, but at least we're going to provide some information. Correct. I'm talking about SAD, seasonal activated depression. Mm. <laughs> it's the most wonderful Saddest time, time of the year. Okay, so there's this weird sort of thing that happens, and we can get all metaphysical if we want to. Mm-hmm. Moon, change of the tide air magical air i don't know but there's something that happens towards the end of september mm-hmm. early october definitely by halloween where people's moods start to tremendously drop yeah in the psychiatric world this is a season that we know very very well this is the booming season this is where things are happening and and moods are bottoming out yeah. we there's all kinds of theories about it we don't necessarily have to go into it but do you have seasonal activated depression ever um. I'm not going to say because I, I normally am able to combat it because this is normally the time I take um, vacations to Miami. Mm-hmm. So I combat it. We're going to talk about ways that you can combat it. But I'm aware of it. But last year, I lost my aunt the week before my birthday. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so this year is going to be a little bit different. So I'm a lot. I'm I'm really trying to make sure I'm in check with my emotions because 
my whole family is already trying to brace ourselves for that hit that we're going to yeah. feel yeah because she died this time last year so yeah. um i notice it and i notice it more with my clients as well um so i think we're just more aware of it now. yeah so i, think, I don't yeah. i get it but then I'm able to stay on top of it, if that makes sense. Yes. And I feel like that's a part of the growing up part. It's yeah. like the self-awareness is key. And I've been in this game long enough to know. Like, I even start to dread it, though. Because I'm like, oh, shit, winter's coming. Because <laughs> winter is coming. <laughs> because I'm a sun person. Yeah. And I'm a warm person. Mm-hmm. And I like to be outside and stuff like that. And I'm an aesthetic person. So I like to look at nice things. Mm-hmm. So when fucking winter in Arkansas happens. It's, it's hard. It's sad. Yeah. It is sad. I'm, it's not like a Siberia or anything, but <laughs> might as well be yeah. sometimes. So um, I do notice that I'm just, it, I think it's the days being shorter and they're just not being as much light. Yeah. I guess that's what it is. I have actually um, bought last year. It's called a sad lamp. Really? And it's for seasonal activated depression and it um, mirrors the UV rays you get from the sun. So if you sit by it, mm-hmm. like 20, 30 minutes a day or whatever, you're going to replenish the vitamin D that you're not necessarily getting because you're not out in the sun. Good. So I'm going to rock my sad lamp. Can you tell me some more about seasonal activated depression, though? Um, well, I mean... What are some signs of it? Well, it's like... Um, it's not necessarily clinical depression in the sense of um, I don't necessarily know why this is happening or mm-hmm. it's not necessarily situational. It is situational because it's seasonal activated. Yeah. So it's because there's less sun- sunlight. It's because there's... Um, less going outside and being in nature, which means there's also less being active. So yeah. all those natural things our body is used to getting throughout the summer, it is no longer getting in the same way. Like instead of exercising or run, jogging outside, that's one way I combat, you know, and just like health in general, but help with my mood all year long. Now I have to go to the gym yeah, because it's too cold to do it outside. And I'm mm-hmm. not going to do that. So exercising outside is not as fun as exercising in the gym to me mm-hmm. so the days are shorter you feel like you have less time you're it seems to be tired or earlier because it's dark therefore yeah. my body wants, wants to go to, to sleep yeah. so then i end up just like sitting on the couch and stuff and that is just like not me yeah and it's not that i'm like sad necessarily i'm just meh. but i think it's also the pressure of um all the things that happen in the fall yes. as well fall and winter like i said everybody's experience around family is not the same but this is normally the time where a lot of people gather for family things are there's more there's uh, more inside gatherings inside gatherings there's more pressure to be on for people like i've I've and around people i'm an introvert so i've experienced where i want to be around people less and it's kind of draining me but i'm trying to be intentional about how i spend time with people and then making sure i I take care of myself i I know i probably just repeated myself but i i really want to stress that like you have to be aware of it and when you are on a a a busy schedule or a hectic schedule with kids going back to school with all these fall activities Mm -hmm. um it's easy to get lost in the pressure also like um I saw a couple of memes the other day and it was like a parent somewhere is um, grinding so that they can buy their their kids Christmas yeah. presents. And I was like, yeah, why is this time the time that you think? I know I'm not a parent, but I, it's weird to me that the emphasis is putting a list together to spend money that you don't have and making yourself feel bad about not being able to do something. Yeah. For children who probably didn't ask for it in the first place. Yeah, um, I think you're right. It's a tremendous pressure. It is all the family stuff. And if you're not going to go with your family or you don't yeah. necessarily like being around your family or they're dysfunctional or they're unhealthy or you're trying to 
create barriers and boundaries, then this is not the season for it. Mm-hmm. But it's I'm like glad if, you just said <laughs> if you're a kid, um, if you're a kid, that's more time at home because you're getting mm-hmm. like Thanksgiving break off and Christmas break off. But if mm-hmm. you're also like low socioeconomic, there ain't nothing to look forward to for Christmas. Right. Actually, it's super depressing. I'd rather be at school. Right. So there's all sorts of things that go in and sports aren't usually happening. You're not necessarily practicing for sports anymore because it's like over or it gets too cold. You know, football yeah. season wraps up and all that kind of stuff. And basketball season doesn't start until you know mid-november oh does it i mean okay. yeah you know yeah. y'all know i'm the sports okay leader. well that that theory didn't that flopped but, <laughs> but no pra- it's the, not the outdoor activity yeah you're practicing inside yes. so you're not necessarily getting but i did did you want to say something about the boundaries and barriers before we moved oh we're going to definitely talk about that when we do <laughs> our super spoiler joker movie review <laughs> okay we're going to have to talk about that yeah there. yeah um real quick though what do you do to combat like if even mood issues in general because like what are you trying since we're more self-aware now since mm-hmm. we're older like that we need that kind of stuff because if you're not paying attention to that start looking into something <laughs> so a couple of things that i've done um this this season and i already knew that i was going to be dealing with more this season because of um, family loss and um, grief and stuff i have been on um eric thomas's 100 day challenge okay um so we have to like write our goals and say what we're thankful for every morning and i have a group of accountability that's not my family so that i don't have to pressure them with what i'm trying to go um accomplish and do all that kind of stuff but the list helped me not do so many things yeah so i don't get overwhelmed okay the second thing that i do is i'm an avid visitor of um the salt therapy rooms in north little rock yes. i've talked about that before but there's a new yoga studio opening up down the street from my house it's called eden's salt and yoga room uh-huh. i am so excited because it, it will be accessible to me instead of me having to schedule a day um away from where I live I can go right down the street and go to Eden's salt and yoga room and I'm I'm so excited for that place because the salt therapy rooms they have the zero gravity chair it's the pink Himalayan um, salt I just love it makes me feel like I'm at the beach yeah or I could do what I typically do but I'm on a budget right now because I'm being an adult (laughs) I could go to Miami because Miami is one of my happy places and I love um going to florida this time of the year because i get that sun mm-hmm. and that release that i need so mm-hmm. i travel every quarter especially i will probably take a trip in january because that's how i normally decompress after the holiday, holiday yeah yeah that's I how gotcha. i combat it i got gotcha. you okay. and I, I do spend time intentional time with my family but i have to balance and i like i already have my work schedule planned out to the rest of the year because i have to balance it so i can spend just great downtime with my family yeah i think we're going ice skating this year mm-hmm. but hold on y'all we black and we're gonna be out there so they finna get all the hot chocolate they can they want to see but we're gonna go ice skating we're gonna take all of my cousin's kids and stuff like that so we're already planning things so we don't have to be overwhelmed mm-hmm. when the actual season comes around because we'll be you know we just want to hold each other and love on each other because we're dealing with family loss so. yeah I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. How Mine, do you combat it? Mine's not that intense, but um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're the goal. You're the goal person. <laughs> the planned goal person. Um, I do. I do really want to check out the Eden Salt Room. Oh, that's yes. that's super cool. Um, so I exercise on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Currently, I'm intermittent jogging, like three miles a day. Mm. Okay, and squatting. Mm-mm. Come I on, can, summer bike. I can squat 105 pounds right now. So oh, I'm proud. Yeah, oh, thanks. Yeah, my booty's getting my good booty's gonna get there. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then I do mindfulness meditation exercises like yeah. every morning. Um, but I also like I'm the extrovert, so I like to go and do. Mm-hmm. So I like to tr- like 
plan intentional things with my family too maybe we don't necessarily follow through with them because we're tired by the time we get there or somebody's got a headache or somebody found something else to do but i do want to like i do want a corn maze i do want yeah, to do we should go do the hell out of a corn maze um but then i want to like meet up with people and like have a big group of nice you know like people or whatever and like my i like to spend intentional time with my family too yeah um look i like to do things to look forward to yeah so it's like little trips like i don't go on a big vacation but we're gonna go on a train trip to chicago me my mom my daughter that's yeah. gonna be totally cool um christmas party doing a christmas party are you doing a christmas yeah party again every year, year we're doing, doing a christmas party really? from, yes from here on out yeah from here on out am i gonna be the only black friend at the christmas party i hope not this year i'll have to bring a black friend. yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and um, I mean the the guest list will probably be bigger this year because we've both met new people. But we really, honestly, invite not everyone we know, but everyone we like, mm-hmm. even if we don't know them that well, because mm-hmm. we we only end up inviting people that we just really care about and we think they would be fun and interesting to have there. I'm going to see if people remember me from last year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and see if anybody mentioned ha- Obama. No basketball. See how many that people too. mentioned basketball. In Obama. In Obama. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so that's funny. Um, so, I mean, that's that's it. That's what Seasonal I do. Seasonal depression, be aware. Yeah, be aware. It's out there. So, speaking of depression. <clears throat> speaking of serious mental health issues. We did not even plan this, oy, but oy, she oy. knows I'm like a movie buff. And if, if you don't know, um, I'm not sure if we talked about it in the origin story, but I'm a serious Batman fanatic. I'm mm-hmm. a comic book fan anyways. But um, when I found out that um, Joaquin Phoenix, I don't watch TV, but I saw a trailer on, I think, Instagram. Mm -hmm. When I saw it, I went before the movie even came out Mm -hmm. because that's how I am. I don't wait till the movie comes out. I go to the movie showings before they come out. Yeah. Had to go see the Joker. Didn't want to talk to you about it. Mm -hmm. um, Yeah, we haven't talked about it. Haven't talked about it. But Save it for I the pod. Was, it's pod talk. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, this pod talk." But as soon as I was sitting in the movie theater, I was like, "Oh my gosh!" So, how do you want to dive into this? I'm going to give you my overall feeling when I walked away first. Oh, and there's going to be plenty of spoilers in this. So, so I never want to tell people to like turn it off. But nah. if you haven't seen it yet, like we're going to talk about all the stuff in it. Yes, I'm going to talk about some <laughs> stuff that you might not have noticed too, because I'm always looking for the yeah. message behind the message. So yeah, I'll let you go first. Um, so I don't think Sunday morning at ten fifteen in the morning was the best uh. time to watch it. But it's what I could fit in my schedule because yeah. I wanted my whole family to go. You took your daughter too. <laughs> So I was going to say, I shouldn't have taken my 13-year-old to see it. I don't, yes and no. Yes and no. There were a couple times, because I listen, I, I common sense media stuff, but common mm-hmm. sense media on it had mixed reviews on if you need to take your kid to it or not, because they've got people being like, I, must, I was with my 17 and 18-year-old and we were all disturbed, and then I got like 13, but the average review is like 13, 14 or something like that. Yeah. So um, I was fucking disturbed when I left. Good. Um, and I'm going to tell you why I said good. And um, this one is way different than the rest in a sense of there was this idea of, yeah, the Joker's crazy. But like this one is like the Joker has serious mental health issues and we're actually going to give you the complete backstory on why. And that makes it even more devastating. It, and it made it relatable. Totally. Yes. I'd like you feel bad for him. Like I felt bad for the dude. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, well, that makes sense. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. Now, all the stuff that I know about you. Um. How I felt walking out, 
I thought the timing was perfect and I'm going to make this Arkansas related. Um, so it came out the day after Amber Geiger's yep. um, verdict came out, uh -huh. which is um, the new version of a black American horror story uh -huh. where tragic, horrible things happen to people in America and we constantly watch the story be played out of not getting justice. And you can have your own personal views on um, the justice system or not, but for a black native, native black American in America, that is our new horror story. Um, so when I saw that and then I went to the movie, um, especially the scene when he was on the train with the guy, you remember the the. Talk about the little boy. No, when, oh, okay. um, um, when the Joker was on the train, <clears throat> and the guys from corporate America were harassing. Oh the yeah, woman, yeah, yeah. And he was. That was our first seeing him um, play out his um, his uh, juxtaposition. Is that the word? Mm -hmm. Where he's like. I know that they're doing something wrong. I'm laughing at it because I'm observing it and I'm not necessarily experiences. It's not my problem. But then when it became his problem, you saw that he could not really handle it like correctly. But then you turn around and you saw after they were murdered, how the media portrayed these assholes. Uh -huh. I don't cuss, but uh -huh. they were jerks. Uh -huh. And you saw how the media portrayed them as these good guys. When you have the city around them suffering, the garbage workers are on strike. Um, they're talking about super rats as the major the problem. Super rats. The super rats <laughs> were the problem, but not how the corruption and not how the city had been structured, not how people were in poverty and in suffering, not how they didn't have money for mental health. Mm -hmm. help uh -huh. like he had to go to a social worker who was um and this is one <clears> thing that i caught on to very very quickly every single experience that the joker had with a woman outside of his mother was a black woman mm -hmm. his love I interest, that too. Uh -huh. his social worker and his therapist in arkham uh-huh and i have never seen that in a major batman movie and i'm a batman fanatic the uh -huh. only black person in batman that i can remember was Vivica Fox when she was um, Mr. Freeze's um, side chick. Mm -hmm. And Halle Berry when she was Catwoman. Halle Berry, but she wasn't in a major Batman movie. Okay, yeah. That was a spinoff. Yeah. In a major Batman movie, the only black woman I can remember is Vivica Fox. Uh -huh. And that's the one where Arnold Schwarzenegger played um, Mr. Freeze. Um, but for me to see him interact with black women, and I, I thought about America too, their portrayal of, especially the black woman who had the attitude about him bothering her child oh i know that made me so sad it made me sad because the child was he was making the child laugh yeah and he and was getting enjoyment out of like and the yes, kid laugh because i saw that he enjoyed children and then when you figure out what happened in his childhood he never got to really be an adult and i feel like whenever you have a childhood trauma you're stuck at the age that you experience yeah. your trauma oh yeah yeah 100 that's why he couldn't really rationalize how he should be dealing with his emotions. And that's where he would hand the card and be like, I have this condition. Mm -hmm. And so I just saw how people, how people laugh at mental illness. Mm -hmm. And if you don't remember, um, or just repulsed by it in general. Yes. If you don't remember during the dark Knight um, release with Heath Ledger and, um, 
the one that was also controversial, there was the incident where the white man walked into the movie theater uh-huh. and shot up a whole bunch of people, uh-huh. and he had the red hair like the Joker. In Colorado, yep. Yes, and they were saying that, oh, he has a mental health issue, and this is why he's doing that. And I'm like, well, half of it is mental health, and it might be they're unstable. And then the other half is the conditions that we leave people in in this country, and yeah. we don't offer them help. So I'm like that movie kind of it didn't mess me up. It just I can't believe as a black person I can't believe they showing this on TV and they showing white people in a negative light. That's mm-hmm. what I couldn't believe. <laughs> okay. okay, I'm being serious. Yeah. Like I cannot believe that. Yeah, they will show Bruce Wayne's dad. Yeah. Oh, he looked like a huge prick. He is. He though. is. Yeah. And we have never seen that because nope. we always justify. Um, it is weird to see um, the Joker as the vigilante instead of Batman as the justified vigilante yeah. because of what he went through. Yeah. But which may he is. I mean, be, well, I feel like we're getting ahead of ourselves. No, no. But yeah. Um, yeah. Because we don't we've never really until this movie that I'm aware of. And I'm not a huge. Yeah. I'm not a huge fanatic here, but <laughs> understood what happened to Bruce Wayne's parents. Yes. It's just like they died in this criminal stick up sort of thing. Yes. And it didn't it just kind of gave us a neutral view of them. They yes. were great parents and they had money, but mm-hmm. it doesn't look like it at all. in this not one. Not at all. Not at all. And like, um, he's a piece of shit in this movie. At, at first, I was on the fence about the whole um, Bruce Wayne's dad possibly being his father as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, so hold on. If you haven't ahead. seen it, I'm sorry. If you haven't seen it, that is one of the spoiler things is you figure out in this that there is allegedly, because do we ever really figure it out or not, that Joker is fathered by Bruce Wayne's dad. What's his name? Um, Thomas Wayne. Yeah. I don't think that even if... Um, Obviously, there was something that had happened because Alfred, who was played by the the man that he was choking out at the fence, um, there was something that happened. And I don't think that if if somebody breaks your heart and it drives you crazy, are you is it is it real? To you, it is right. But something had happened to where she she even okay. And we've talked about epigenetics in other mm-hmm. episodes mm-hmm. before. Um she wasn't his biological mother, mm-hmm. but I can only imagine if she was his biological mother and she had a, a traumatic experience, how that would affect her baby. Yeah. But we find out that he was adopted. And yeah. that's a whole nother tragic so, situation. Mm-hmm. But that put that kind of debunks that Thomas Wayne's his dad. If she adopts in yeah. in the traditional sense of like she and Thomas Wayne had the affair yes. and she birthed because I think they still had an affair. I'm sure they did because yes. on the back of that picture, whenever mm-hmm. after everything happens, it's like I love your smile and it has T W like Thomas Wayne. So then you're like, is it? Did it happen? Did it? Is she really all these delusional and all these? Did she really have all these mental health issues mm-hmm. or? did they catch her having the affair with him and she was totally in love and he caught her off so everybody just started putting her in institutions to make it go away yes and that's a lot of times what we see happen to women who are um, Hmm. side chicks (laughs) of famous Um, men we normally see them pitted against themselves and even their own sanity when it comes to um, things that happen and I was paying attention to her monologue when she was talking about how you know what will people say if me and him were together the mom yeah yeah and i was like ooh, because yeah. that has happened it's been some rich men have, oh. have fathered children yeah um i ain't gonna say no names <laughs> but he got a library in little rock uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey i'm gonna need you not to get us murdered oh, my <laughs> okay i'm gonna need you I to mean, stop put we that gotta back. make it arkansas related right <laughs> yes <laughs> what happens to women who have um 
outside babies with rich men. Does mm-hmm. that drive them crazy? I'm sure it does drive them crazy. Well, you know, I just have to make it arcs and arcs. Yeah. Me, you know, there. <laughs> um. <laughs> okay. Just kidding. Um, so he keeps handing people this card. He has, and I don't remember what it's called, but I've seen the commercials for the the prescription oh, medicine. Yes. What's it? okay? So it's the laughing condition where you that is not the natural yeah, response. Yeah. But you laugh inappropriately at things. Yes. Um. So he had a lot of very my daughter. Part of the reason that she hated this movie was because there's so much secondhand embarrassment, is what she calls yeah. it, where he's in positions where he he is laughing hysterically at things that are not funny Mm -hmm. and he hands this card that's like please be kind to me I can't remember exactly what it says but I have this nervous condition where I laugh inappropriately whatever you know and it gets bought to to the to some degree but later on it's almost like it leads into he was told he had that or something like that but can't you tell yourself something so much oh yeah yeah it becomes your truth yeah Yeah. Um, also his mom calls him happy like that's his nickname yeah in the movie happy Mm -hmm. and is it did she call him that because he had the nervous laughter because when you find out all the trauma he went through i'm sure he did have <laughs> all sorts of nervous or conditions as a child and okay so that's my other point so in in america um because after amber Gogger's um um verdict was released um the family of both them both and john yeah his family which he went to harding harding, harding university in arkansas yep mm-hmm. um as did i yeah isn't that crazy um so his family and the whole entire courtroom automatically forgave her and they hugged her it's this idea that black people in america cannot really express their true emotions and the only expression that we can have is anger or happiness Mm -hmm. like we're not uh, we're not allowed the whole spectrum of emotions and so i found that really weird to see it being portrayed out in the joker because i'm like that's how they treat black people if we're not happy then we if we're not grateful that um we get to go to the worst schools in little rock if we're Mm. not grateful that integration happened and we got the bottom of the barrel if we're not happy that we at least get to be in america because i don't know how you got here i don't know if you were stolen or not but if you're not happy because you could be back in your um quoting the president's shithole country then you're not a true american Mm -hmm. and that's kind of like this weird pressure on black people to be happy all the time yeah does that seem yeah. well because if you're not happy then you're an angry black person yes and you're or you're an angry black woman yes yeah so i was like why are they doing this right now like i don't have time for this yeah like, cut it off right now in the movie theater cut it off um okay so you find out he has a slew of abuse childhood trauma and abuse yes like, a, like un- black americans yeah <clears throat> like terrible terrible <laughs> terrible like black americans um so he figures this all out for one he gets it's like he progressively gets more closer to the edge he's already got a shit job they are they're poor 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 yeah um mom is sick and you feel you start to feel bad for him people don't really like him but he's like he's trying but he's also uber depressed and then these these little traumas start pushing him closer to the edge and closer to the edge Mm -hmm. and closer to the edge and then he starts acting out like in a sociopath sort of way yeah yeah um side note um so 
wherever Joaquin Phoenix is right now, I'm going to lift him up in positivity <laughs> and prayers because he lost 80 pounds to play this Yes. Um, so Which I always thought he was smoking hot. Did you ever see him in anything else? 300 was one of my favorite oh movies. My and even though he was pricking that, I wanted to give him all the little <laughs> mixed babies I could. Even in Signs. I don't I was like Signs, <sighs> but I saw him in 300 a long uh-huh. time ago. Uh-huh. And I just, that scene where he stuck his tongue out in 300 <laughs> got me. <laughs> And I've always been a fan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yes, let's lift him up in our spirits. Put out good vibes for him to not go crazy. Because. Because the Joker Ledger, curse. The Joker curse. Okay. So, I'm the Batman fanatic. So, um, Joker with um, our Batman with Jack Nicholson, directed by Tim Burton, came out in 1989. Um, the DVD was released in 2008. Then the Dark Knight was released in 2000 and. Eight, I think it was with Heath Ledger with the infamous portrayal of the Joker as is like mm-hmm. totally rocked the whole comic book black nerd world because we were just <laughs> obsessed with Heath Ledger and then four years later or you know he died because of taking anxiety yeah a, a, a overdose and they said it was accidental but in his interviews and I showed you one of his mm-hmm. interviews you can see that his body language um, and his his nervous tics and all that kind of stuff was not normal Heath Ledger. He he did what good actors and actresses do and fully engulfed themselves in these characters. And I don't think he was able to get the Joker no. out of his head. No, and I the the way they portrayed Joker in the Joker this this past movie, I don't think a lot of people are able to get that out of their head. Yeah, because it's all because let's let's just venture to say, totally assume and jump to conclusions, Heath Ledger might not have been the most stable person in the world already. Right. I mean, just because actors and actresses, you and upon taking on these roles, you have to be a completely empathetic person. And you have to spend your time pretending. It, yes. And so, not having a real identity. Uh-huh. And that was part of um Joker's in the the movie and the comic books manipulation to other people. Mm-hmm. He would make them listen to these horrible stories about his childhood and um, how his mother would always force him to smile and all this kind of like stuff. And that's how actors are done. Like they're, yeah. they're dance they're monkey life. dance. Yes. Yeah. 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 Always got to be on. Yes. And he seemed like a real person. I mean, like even just like back in like 10 things I had about you and stuff like that. You going back to my <laughs> Heath Ledger days, girl. But I mean, I'm sure he had his own struggles and he had, you know, the marriage that fell apart. And that's a natural thing that yeah. like puts in struggles in people's lives and stuff like that. So it, he wouldn't he couldn't get out of his head. So let's lift up Joaquin Phoenix Please. <laughs> and be like, get the hope. Hopefully he did a lot of preparation proactively to hope like he comes to Arkansas to get some of this cheese dip or something like that like some you need to come take a break or yeah something. yeah yeah um i had something okay so i call them calm drums i don't know if that's actually yeah. like a term or not but there were some un- some things in here sp- there were weird but also re- seemed to release some tension mm-hmm. do you know the scenes i'm thinking about is it the one at the comedy club not the one at the comedy club. This is his scene where he's dancing on the big stairs right before before he goes to the Maury oh, show. Have okay. you seen where the black people have put the Laffy Taffy next to it? No. And he's like doing this dance and he's doing the typical. Okay, so every I'm sorry to cut you off, but every day after school, I would run home because Batman came on at three o'clock sharp. Uh-huh. So I remember um, that would be the first cartoon that I watched when I got home. Uh-huh. And the Joker was always doing that pool air where he <laughs> yes. pumps the air. yes. 
Yeah, the, the hip Hilarious. thrust. Yes, yes, and he's like dancing, dancing, and he dances a lot in throughout this whole movie. It's mm-hmm. like his way to escape his mind. Yeah. I, I don't know, like his to get to his zen place or whatever. Or maybe that's things that they try to give him a positive outlook. Yes, mm-hmm. and that's why I'm so like some of these, and it's playing that typical band song. Hey, the hey song. Yeah. Okay, that marching band mm-hmm. plays. Okay, and it's this. I mean, it's a pretty long scene. And then the cops start to chase him, you know what I mean? But and That's he's that like standard slapstick comedy. Yeah, kind of like he was that. like losing himself, and he's like doing these dance moves, and he looks elated. Yes, because in in a sense of mental health, he's he has decided to kill this guy. Mm-hmm. So it's like whenever you finally decide I'm going to kill someone or I'm going to kill myself, there's numerous reports of this elated euphoria. Like you finally made the decision. Not like you're going to do it. Yeah. Like so he's super stoked to go on this Maury show, which he has in turn Fantasized personalized about. and fantas- fantasized about this mm-hmm. guy being his dad. He's mm-hmm. he's completely hallucinating and has these grandiose delusions throughout the entire movie. Mm-hmm. But you don't know that. And until he manifested his way onto the show. He though. did. He did manifest destiny. Yeah. He did it. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, that's creepy. It's super creepy. Okay, so I heard this on the radio this morning. That song, the Hay song. Really? Okay. No, no, no. I mean, like I heard this about the Hay song. Oh, okay. Okay. So the guy who wrote the Hay song. Is, is a real musician from the 70s, like sequence outfits and everything, named Gary Glitter. Mm. Okay? One of the most notorious child predators that Britain has ever seen, apparently. Oh, my God. So he is currently incarcerated for heinous child sex crimes. Okay? Like, longstanding. Like, been to prison a few times. But was a rock star, like, in the early 70s. He is getting royalties from this movie. So there's a lot of stuff. A backlash for that. Yes, there's a lot of backlash. It just came out in the past few days. Mm. So, you know, royalties work like every time the song is played. Yes. Okay. So depending on how much, traditionally, depending on how much money the Joker makes over the entire span of time that is out and been released, he would be getting royalties from that every Mm. time. But also what I heard was they just paid him like a large lump sum. But if but, he got royalties, he's going to get paid. Yeah, but I, I don't think that he gets royalties in the traditional sense of every... It, I think they just paid him a lump sum of money mm-hmm. so he couldn't continue to get royalties forever on it. But still, that sort of does kind of suck. <laughs> but, I bit. mean, that's the whole premise of the movie, though. And I'm, It's like, tragic. If, it's disturbing. If the, the directors of The Joker were as intentional of the as the um, directors of Black Panther, where we first time we saw a villain that we couldn't really disagree with. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty sure everything they did in this movie was intentional. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess Because so. it has some very strong themes. Like, I couldn't even really run down all the themes that I saw because I'm still processing it. Uh-huh. And I need to go see the movie again, and I will, um, so that I can further dive deep into it. But I, I highly recommend going to see this movie. I do not highly recommend going to see it. If you already <laughs> suffer. <laughs> I didn't hate it. Okay, here's the thing, though. Um, if you already have mental health issues mm-hmm. or you are a highly empathetic, feeling-based person, you're not going to necessarily like enjoy, the, enjoy this movie. I sat through this and was... Oh, there were times when, especially some of the brutal killings. Okay, he's killing his ex friend in the in apartment in front of the midget guy. Mm-hmm. That one was hard. That one was hard for me to watch. To see, had to look away. See, Couldn't okay. Do it. So all my white spices, <laughs> lean in because I'm hugging you as I say this. That is an example of white privilege in this country, though. Yeah, because the brutal killings that I saw in the Joker don't don't measure to the amount of police brutality and 
black on black brutality that I see on a regular basis on my Facebook timeline. Yeah, I get you. Those murders in the movie don't look any different to me. Yeah. And it's not a separation of reality. That is my reality. Like a movie like the Joker doesn't phase me as much because that's the reality that I see every day for people that look like me. Mm-hmm. I get you. I just don't want, I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. I can't absorb it into my body. It's a, too, it's, it's such a heavy a thing for me though, to be able to turn okay. it on and off. Oh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. I get, what, a you're black, a black I get what you're saying for me is to be able to laugh at the Joker because I see that so much. I'm desensitized. Does yeah. that make sense? Yes, but that makes me very sad that you're desensitized to it. I mean, you know, I'm also a military child. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm yeah. desensitized to death in a way that black people are able to cope with things. And that's why we are so happy that our white counterparts are not. Yeah. I and so you. we can stomach a lot more. I get you. That makes sense. Does that make sense? That makes sense. Um, I will tell you, I wish I wouldn't have taken my daughter. She's she's highly empathetic, too. The secondhand yeah. embarrassment part, she was, like, clutching me. And she's like, <laughs> oh, God, I can't do it. And we I already finally, took her to go see I us. finally <laughs> had to be like, shh, I'm to watch the movie. She's, like, all trying to crawl on my lap because he's up on stage embarrassing himself. And <laughs> um, But some of the killing part, like, there was the one where he is, you know, like, bashing the dude's brains in and, like, stabbing him with, you know, like, scissors and stuff. And about the first stabbing and then he starts to like beat his head in i think oh my god why did i bring my kid to see this and i almost instinctively try to reach over her face but we've had a fight about that a long time ago like i'm no longer allowed to like reach over <laughs> like cover her face anymore but i do look over at her and she's already turned her head and like closed her eyes so like she can't regulate yeah she like but i feel bad for this generation because they are so desensitized on top i mean yeah. just just in normal everyday life because of all the video games and all the yeah. stuff that they're exposed to too early and all that kind of stuff so i thought shit i'm totally attributing to this <sighs> the plight of being an adult in the 2000s for the 99 for the i know 2000s. that's one of my that's one of my like i don't know like i say achilles heel or weak points is i have a string a long history of introducing her to movies far too early not with <laughs> sex stuff but either just with like movies that i found very nostalgic i'm like oh i can't wait till you can watch this like the outsiders when she's like seven and she's like i don't get it you know what i mean but so things that i thought are appropriate that it's like, <laughs> she's like well i'm not ready for this i'm not ready for this yeah but i just i i'm first of all i'm a batman fan so i'm gonna be always forever involved in everything i really watch as much as you can <clears throat> and see what you get from it i i'm not gonna totally dismiss because um there's a new movie coming out about world war um one or two um there's a couple of situations that have happened in history that even though i'm desensitized to the the gory nature of things i'm able to relate and listen to and hear people out when they talk about their individual traumas does that make sense yeah yeah so i i'm not going to recommend that you go see this um but I am. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to say, do whatever you want to do. If you like do the Joker, you like. if you yeah. like Joaquin Phoenix, if you like the Joker, if you don't mind being slightly disturbed when you leave. Okay. I'm not disturbed anymore. I mean, not from that. I'm going to start from <laughs> being a black American. Um, so I would have to ask everybody, who's your favorite Joker? Um, was it Jack Nicholson? Was it Heath Ledger? Or was it Joaquin Phoenix? 
I'm gonna go with Heath Ledger just because I will. I mean, he fine, he fine, and <laughs> that's why. And I had all those, you know, because he was about our age in a sense of you know, like whenever he was just a few years older than us yes. when I'd watch him in movies, so I could like fantasize about him. I'm a teenager, mm-hmm. and he's you know not like a 30 year old man. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I feel like he's closer to age. Of course, he had an accent. I'm like, yes, come Lord. on, long mm-hmm. hair, girls. Yeah, yes, yeah. Um, I'm gonna have to go with Jack Nicholson because I'm a traditional Batman and a Tim Burton fan, and um, his portrayal in that movie was light enough to be uh, a Batman movie that kids can enjoy but dark enough for if I go back and watch it again which I probably will this afternoon it's dark enough for me to really get the complexity of yeah. the Joker's character I think it was um, this one was the the least Jokerish. If that makes sense, like it wasn't Joker as in the sense of ah, ha ha funny Joker. No, like maybe this is okay. This was Vanilla Beans, um, my husband's like um, <laughs> movie review. We walked out and he turned both thumbs down and goes like that, and that was his movie review. He said, and then he goes, "I hate movies that take so long to get to the point." by the the time they're at the point the movie is over so that he felt like the build-up like i feel like it was a lot of build it was a lot of build-up before he really goes into his demise so i guess if his demise would have started earlier and the makeup and everything would have started because the makeup happened throughout the movie but it was in like a different sense i don't know like there was something less jokerish about it maybe it was because it was too real yeah maybe this just seemed like a movie to me instead of like the joker in gotham city yeah it was so real day life yeah that it, whenever i watched previous any sort of batman or a superhero movie element of fantasy yes yeah. this one there was this no was element no, of fantasy it was no hero in this either Mm-mm. and that's what but he was the hero in a sense kind of so like that's what um that's what i feel like as a, a a proud patriarch black american there is no hero there is no person to come save us we're up to our own Either we're going to tear this thing down, and I said thing for all my white friends, we're going to tear this thing down or we're going to build it back up. And it's our decision. The one thing I did like when um, Thomas Wayne uh, decided that he was going to run for mayor, Uh I did like that. And I also liked the fact that I'm pretty sure that left a positive legacy for Bruce, Bruce Wayne hypothetically because he was this great big, he's known for being a philanthropist um, in the DC world. Well, I'm sorry, comic book, none comic book fans. But in the DC universe, he is a philanthropist. He is a leader. He is all these things. And I, I also think about how trauma forms us into a better version of ourselves sometimes. Yeah, because you spend some of the movie thinking that him and Bruce Wayne are, and there's that the, the, the scene <laughs> at the gate. Oh, my God. Where he gives them the ma- <gasps> like the flowers. He's doing little magic tricks because he, in his brain, is like, that's my brother. Yes. And, you know, you can think what you think at the end of the movie. Just imagine if Thomas Wayne would have took him in. Yeah. Or if he would have answered all the letters that they have, they, mm-hmm. they sent. The mom had been sending letters. Uh-huh. Yeah. He would have, for one, if they would have taken him in, he would have got the mental health stuff that he needed. Yes. It would have been thrown all over him. They would have just thrown money at it, and he would have been in therapy, and you know, meds would have been regulated, and all that yeah. kind of stuff. And he wouldn't. He would have had access. Well, there, he wouldn't have become the Joker. No. Yeah. So that's like a another stab. If you see somebody, like I'm big on trying to reach out to moms who need mom support. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you see a mom that's struggling, what do we do as a society? 
what do we do or what should we do? What should we do? I don't like the should people, but you know. <clears throat> well, the should is we should engulf her and help her and build her up and, and get resources for her and all that kind of stuff because moms inevitably rarely reach out for help because they feel like they've got to have it all together all the time, you know, or they're going to lose their kids or something's going to happen. And it's right. like those are the ones that need the most help. Um, and then the services, like the um, scene with the social worker when she was talking about how they were cutting funding and we don't care about the people like yeah. them. And I'm like, how yeah. true does that feel to a lot of people right now that America doesn't care about them? Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, y'all know. And then they end up killing people. <sighs> I'm just kidding. I don't know. Except for black people. Not, I'm not talking about black on black crime, but I'm like, as as violent, as uh, harsh as America has been to black people, I don't want any more black people to kill people, but I'm always curious to... I'm always curious to find out why white people are so afraid of black people when we haven't shown the amount of violence to mm-hmm. white people as would be justified. Yeah, I get you. And what I mean by justified is not everybody. We've had a traumatic history with this country. That's not, yeah. you know. Yeah. I'm weirded out by that. But that's my Joker review. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Take it or leave it. Take we it don't care. Uh, okay. I mean, you know. <laughs> um, that was heavy. That was heavy. Um, but des- but dessert is non-dessertish and hot and warm and delicious. And after something like the Joker, you need something cozy. Uh-huh. So guess what season it is? Soup season. I know that is totally like just random, but y'all, I'm so excited because it's taco soup season. We finna taco soup this thing to death. Yes, uh-huh. I need all the Pinterest boards. I swear, I need, I need all the tasty videos of all the soups we not gonna make. Uh, yes. Yeah. No, maybe I will. It just depends on how easy it is. Mark was making fun of me, and the reason I you mentioned Vanilla Bean was making fun of you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and um, hold on just a second. Um, he was making fun of me the other night because a commercial came on, and it was like Denty Moore or some sort of soup or Camels or something, and I just it just clicked. <gasps> you can make soups now because it's not gonna be so hot, and I just went. I love soup like in the bed and he just like looked over at me and he's about so anyways it's soup season it's soup season so um we talking about dessert right now yeah Yeah. so for dessert i got a a restaurant for y'all that i've been um there every other day to the point where (laughs) they know me i don't even know what this is oh my gosh it's this new restaurant well I'm not going to say restaurant but it's a new food place called the salad works off Chanel. huh the salad works the salad works okay so it's a place it's like a a place where you can go make your own salad and like you can build all these things but they have a whole like you think about one crock pot have you ever been to a potluck and you see 80 crock pots full of stuff they have <laughs> mm-hmm. all these soups that are now like a, you can pair a soup and a salad uh-huh. and i was like oh my gosh it's fall time because they have like butternut squash and i get roasted pumpkin seeds on my salad and i'm like it's the Yum. most wonderful time of the year. Yum. Yes. Um, so Salad Works is my new favorite restaurant that sees me more than they probably should. And my budget is probably <laughs> telling me that I shouldn't be there. But I'm definitely going to be there uh-huh. a lot. Okay. So just soups and salads? Um, They have soup salads. I think they have wraps. Um, you can get grain bowls. Um, mm. They have fresca. Mm, yum. Yes. I, I love fresca. it. I love it. Um, what's your favorite soup? I haven't tried any of the soups because I've been on the salads real tough. No, but I mean just like soup in general. Uh, my favorite soup is um, clam chowder because my aunt introduced that to me as a young four or five year old uh-huh. in the country. So I thought I was very bougie because I was always 
ordering clam chowder <laughs> in the South. That's normally like a North. Yeah, because um, it's fresh seafood up there. A New England thing. Yeah. That's normally like a, a East Coast thing. Um, my other favorite soup, where we from, is chili with cheese sticks and cinnamon rolls. Did you did you get on that wave? You weren't part of that no. movement. I mean, I love all three of those things singularly, but I. Didn't. But have you ever dipped your cinnamon roll into the chili though? Uh, is this I'm trying, something's? I'm getting like lunchroom nostalgia vibes. Yes, that is. Yeah, because you would get the cheese log and you would get the cup of chili that was really old hot dog uh, hamburgers. <laughs> I never got a cheese log with my chili. We just got cheese in our chili with like crackers or Fritos. Our, I'm a Fritos oh, girl. God. Yeah. I'm going to mm. make some taco soup next. Yeah. Week. Okay. So taco soup for people who are not from the South. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's broke people chili. Yeah. 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 I guess. <laughs> what it is. I guess. Okay. So how do you make yours? How do I make mine? I'm glad you asked. So I'm a pescatarian. Um, I take a bag of the Kroger $1 vegetables with the okra in it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got okra and corn and like um, celery and all that kind of stuff. A taco seasoning mix, uh, two cans of black beans, or I might mix black and red. And I throw some extra okra, um, the red, what is it, the red chilies, the rotel basically. Uh-huh. Um, so I put it in my crock pot and I leave it on for six hours. Then I come home and eat. I have mine with Greek yogurt instead of sour cream. Yep. Oh, yeah. You do that, cheese. too. Never going yes. back to sour cream. Never going back. Greek it, yogurt. It, it holds better. It tastes better. It, it tastes better. Um, and then I do Frito chili. Mm. I mean, Frito chips. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then beer. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, How do you make yours? Well, I don't really make a traditional taco. The traditional taco soup is like um, hamburger meat taco seasoning rotel maybe like the the shoe peg corn and like black beans or something Mm -hmm. like that and some people like green peppers whatever you can do it however you want it's a garbage soup honestly Mm -hmm. like any other crock pot soup unless you're making clam chowder yes um but um i make i just call it chicken soup um but what i do is i take chicken thighs Mm -hmm. crock pot frozen i dump um a can or like a big large jar of salsa in there some water and then I just let it cook for like six hours in the crock pot. And then I add black beans and shoe peg corn. Oh, and so you cook, cook. It's so good. It's, it's good, so good. I use like corn, tor- like corn chips or um, blue corn tortilla chips or whatever. Mm, fancy. And lots of cheese and Greek yogurt. Yep. And green onions. We're basically mm. the same person mm. in two different bodies. So, yeah. 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 <laughs> Okay, so next episode, we're just going to keep falling. 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 Okay. (laughs) Glad to see you guys. Bye.